everyone and welcome to another episode, a very special 20th episode of the Sex and Violence podcast, a podcast about movies and punk rock and titties and meatuses. Is the plural of a meatus a meatuses? What's a meatus? The meatus is the line, is the urethra, the opening of a penis. You know, it's where the dreaded Kandiru this climbs how, inside your... We, yeah. no. It's about dicks and violence and sex and chainsaws, whatnot, blood, gore, happiness, and now and again, the music of the exploited. I am one of your hosts. My name is Gabriel Mara, and along with me as always... I'm your other host, Ryan Snyder. Hi, hey. Ryan. Hi, Gabriel. How are you? Good, yourself? It's late. It's late. We've been drinking for... Yeah, a while now. I've been drinking a little bit. It's yeah, kind of weird. And we have special guests. We have guests. Very special guests. We've been like taunting and teasing for quite a while now. I know. I'm, I'm actually extremely excited about you two gentlemen finally being on the podcast. Yeah, You're we like, feared yeah. it would never happen. It's actually, I think this is the perfect format for it, like a buddy cop movie yes. with oh, okay. you know two pairs of buddy Cops. moron <laughs> pop culture guys, maybe. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, the best way I can do it. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Steve Bost, Mr. Ryan Hill. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for having Pleasure. Us. I hadn't brought my meatus with me. If, I, if oh, you no. told me, I would have. But uh, it's just like putty. You don't over. need it, but it's like that episode of X Files where the guy's mouth gets sealed over. That's right. Uh, oh no! Absolutely. I had my meatus removed. I keep it in a little jar of formaldehyde. <laughs> Uh, also, would I rely on Ryan Hill in case there was a bomb underneath my ass? I don't know. I don't know if he'd be the man I'd want to show up on the scene. Why not? Wow. Why? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cold. That's hurtful. I would totally right. trust Ryan you know Snyder to like, if I was a bomb underneath my asshole, I'd be like, Ryan. I feel like you'd be the only person I could call that would understand it. Be like, oh, I, this is crazy. Like, remember we just watched this movie like yeah. three days ago? Somebody's also, fucking I'm, like, with me. I'm like the gayest straight friend you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I it's, just feel it's the like, different colored hair. Where's your wife? Not here? <laughs> all right, I got it. I got you, buddy. Like, all right, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, I have asked for Hill on, on financial advice, so oh. I guess that's the closest thing to a bomb. I've also, oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if you guys have time. I have followed you back from Philadelphia after a car auction. That's true. Uh, that's true. I, I, I bought a bad Cadillac. Yeah, oh, no. a bad Cadillac. Bought a bad Cadillac. Just listen to that phrase. It's not 1973 in Bayonne. No, it, it was it was 2015 in Philly. Yeah, and I, it broke down on the Blue Route. Yeah, this sounds like the setup to a really great buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah. It's, we just don't have time for it. No. Oh no, we can make it happen. Yeah. yeah. We'll make some fan fiction, some slash fiction. <laughs> yes, Wait, anyone so hoping to get together Ryan Hill and Stephen Bost or Ryan Snyder and Gabriel Amara in slash fiction. <laughs> Send it in. Tweet it at us at the letters SNV podcast. That's the at. So you two, thank you so much for being our guests. You are very prominent figures in our area. You are pop culture savvy guys. We are, when kind. I first moved here, your names came up in hallowed circles of who can I actually hang out with. Wow. And I'm very glad to catch you guys amongst my people. So um, briefly, uh, describe yourselves, what you're all about, what's your history, what are your favorite movies. How do the listeners know who you are? <laughs> after, you, <laughs> after you. Briefly all that, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I got in... You're Steve Boss, by the way. Yes, I'm Steve. Steve Boss here. Hello. I refer to you by your full name every time. And that's what I love about you. Oh, babe. Uh, I'm a stand-up comic, uh, occasionally a comedy writer, playwright. Ryan Hill blackmailed me into this profession. <laughs> out of that grew the trivia. How do you blackmail someone out of a profession? 
confessions. <laughs> you got me there. You got. Please rescue me. Uh, the the quiz mastering uh, came out of that, so I owe it all to Ryan Hill. And I'm uh, the asshole who brought Steve Boston to all this. Mm. Um, I. Uh, 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 to make a long story short, I, um, I, I'm the programming director at the Arts Quest Center at SteelStacks, uh, where we're at right now. And um, You taught Klaus Kinski everything he knows. Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, How to threaten your daughter. <laughs> uh, but uh, a few years uh, before that, I, uh, I started as a, a stand-up comic, started producing shows uh, around here. Also started working at Civic Theater Valentown, which was the only, at the time, the only uh, local independent cinema. And uh, those two things combined uh, drew ArtsQuest's eye as they were opening uh, steel stacks. Uh, they, they, they found me. Um, things happened, and uh, that's uh, what I've been doing uh, since, uh, in addition to you know occasional uh, comedy uh, adventures and such. That's very real. Ryan and I, Ryan Snyder and I, put liquid in cups. Yeah, and watch movies. That's about it. Yeah. You guys are much more illustrious. <laughs> It's funny, there are times where I really wish that was my job. <laughs> let's yeah. Believe it or not. Let's we do not make leave. very good money. But we get the adoration of many a charming young lady. Right. We, we don't have that. Neither he nor I, What? Ryan. You guys are, are performers. Uh, You're comedians. All right. Yeah. We, we don't get slipped many numbers in our... Yeah, we don't, we don't get... Uh, yeah, we don't get anybody slipping and saying, we really like the way that you made fun of uh, <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> oh. That, I guess that's the one if thing we'll say. I guess I have heard woman. more of the adoration yeah. of male fans of yours than anything else. So that makes sense. You're making all the, the sweaty guys real happy. <laughs> Let's not discount the fact that, that both you guys have actually filled in for me... You are honorary quiz masters in the yeah. oh, yes. field. Yeah. Um, Ryan and I have uh, subbed for Steve Bost's um, very, very popular Steel Trap Trivia Show. Correct. Located in the Bethlehem Brew Works in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Thank you. Yes. Steel um, Garden Lounge. Yeah, if you guys, if any listeners, you are in the greater tri-state area, please stop by the bookstore Speakeasy where Ryan and I are bartenders. Or if, check out Arts Quest or the Brew Works. Arts Quest, hang out. There's always a good show going on. I saw Pink Flamingos here the other night. Oh, yeah? I was the one shrieking of laughter when uh, um, Glenn Milstead ate the feces. Mm-hmm. I was the only one. Wow, you just talked me out of a movie. Thanks. It's such a good movie, Ryan. It's amazing. Pink Flamingos is treasure. This, this isn't like a Wetlands conversation Absolute where it's like, oh, she's bleeding treasure. from her ass, but it's it's adorable. You just told me someone eats no. shit. No. Yeah. She, you see the dog poop the shit, and then... He eats the shit. Yeah. Divine was not transgender. He was a gay man who was a crossdresser. There's a great documentary not even, on I'm Netflix not touching, called I Am Divine. I'm not touching this, Wonderful what are the titles of when I did this or that, because we <laughs> ran into some problems when we watched Cruising, so no. Yeah. I listened to you guys, by the way, on Cruising. Oh, I, thank you, Steve Boss. You, you steered me away from watching it. and Don't see it. It, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. I haven't. I think it's the only I, time we've told people not to watch what we watched. Yeah. Yeah. We took a bullet. Um, but anyway, you guys, uh, yeah. we didn't mention that this is the final episode final of our episode. Shane Blacklist series, our summertime series where we cover every film by Hollywood Worshiping. virtuoso bad boy Shane Black. That's God King Shane God Black. God King, I'm so sorry. God King Give Shane him the credit Black. he's due. This is the last one we're doing. Uh, so I want to ask both of you, let's start with you, Ryan Hill. What is your relationship and knowledge with Shane Black himself? Uh, I, I did not know much, honestly. Uh, it was just in uh, reading up on, on, on the fact that we were going to do this and, and the lethal. I, I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I was honestly just literally 
uh, I'm such a bad cinema programmer in that I was just going <laughs> I through. I trusted you. I'm sorry. And I was just literally going through his stuff. But it's like, this is stuff, like, I, I, I'm I, looking at this. I'm like, oh, I've never seen The Last Boy Scout. Oh, how, how have so I never seen good. that? That's all right, Ryan. Maggie Smith is not in much okay. Shane Black. Okay. Are you a Maggie Smith acolyte? No, it's just that I program in art house cinema, so I literally have to see everything Maggie Smith does. Are you a big fan of The Prime of Miss Jean Brody? I, I haven't seen that one. That's oh, a very see, good Maggie you, Smith you would, film. You, you would find the one hole in his in his. <laughs> Maggie yeah. does that a lot. Smith. Yeah. That's a wonderful one, by the way. And very I also sexy, weirdly enough. I'll say this: I also regret this. I uh, I heard such good things about the nice guys, but I never got around to seeing it. I have the tattoo from it. I, oh my god! I know. So watch what you say. <laughs> it's very. Good. I'll bring it. Wait up a minute. To you. Can I? Can I? So that's on your right, for those of you at home, that's the, the, he has the tattoo saying you will never be happy and it's on his right hand. Yes. And I'm sorry to bring it here right now, but the you've already talked face. about Divine. Yeah, is that your jerking off hand? It is. <laughs> um, so, it, so do you watch as that, because that, uh, you will never be happy just back and forth. <laughs> Really? No, no, honestly, I'm not looking at my own penis while I'm doing it. Oh, okay. To be well, fair. yeah, to each his own. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I tend to be, like, my eyes tend to be rolling up their own head, doing it. While He's looking doing, to doing the it. stars. Okay. Yeah. Well, we definitely have already not passed the Bechtel test on this. Uh. <laughs> no, we haven't yeah. had a female guest yet, to be honest. We have one lined up. We will be on uh, um, uh, Adriana Gober, who, um, mm. into, uh, who in, uh, introed. Um, Pink Flamingos. She knows her David Lynch. Yo, uh, we'll be doing and multiple she maniacs. Knows her, uh, yes, and knows her maniacs. John Waters. Yeah, she knows her right. comics, too. She threw she something out shit. on Twitter the other day about like a real, like, what I consider like an obscure, more obscure comic, and I was like, damn. No, no she, she, she knows right. her shit. Represent. Knows her She's shit. a pro. I also forgot her meeting her boyfriend at Pink Flamingos, so sorry, dude. My bad. <laughs> I reintroduced myself. I think Gabe I just moved you. in on Adriana. Like just. No, we're sorry, bro. I did jokingly say she tweeted that uh, my boyfriend didn't like Phantom of the Paradise, so I jokingly tweeted, "Dump that motherfucker." Mm. So it's, it's looking bad for me. Yeah, Adriana, I can't wait to have you on the show. I am not trying to move in in you. I promise. <laughs> Ryan Hill. So that that is your that is your Shane Black knowledge. Yeah, I, I don't have. I apologize. I don't. I don't. I no. don't know as as much. Oh, well, let's just wind it back a bit then. Um, are you a Lethal Weapon fan? I'd never seen. Uh, I think I'd never seen Lethal Weapon two until tonight. And uh, Lethal yeah, you Weapon predicted accurately several of the very funny beats. Yes, uh, and I think. The first time I watched Lethal Weapon was with you Correct. a few years ago mm -hmm. when I did Lethal Weapon as part of a Christmas action films series. That's right. Um, and that was my first experience. And then I watched, I rewatched it last night. Ryan, let me borrow the, the, the Blu-ray at home. And I had forgotten almost all of it. And it was just like <laughs> things would pop up and be like, oh, okay, now I know what's going to happen. And so, But it was just one of those movies that I've, I've never been huge into big uh, action films, and which is why I now run an independent cinema. Uh, <laughs> Uh, art house cinema, excuse me. Never been big into them. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't mind watching them culturally or to kind of, like, you know, uh, to, to get a little bit of a perspective on them or whatever. I actually, last night, um, uh, as I was watching Lethal Weapon, I'm having this hard time watching, like, 80s films. Cause I'm like, oh, uh, this is when, like, Donald Trump was just a real estate guy. Like, you know, it's just like, this is, yeah, I wish we could go back. But then I realized, you know, it's still worse racism, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's. 
that's where yeah, I we watched blood Shigla. sport together that was a we wonderful did. time that was a wonderful time I, f- I felt truly connected to everyone in this room yeah it was a, it was a nice like man sesh <laughs> and I, I regretted we should have recorded we should have just next time we do that when we're going to scope a p- uh, potential bust we're going to just drop a tape recorder in and listen to all the shit we say but that's fine but i don't want to have to credit you know certain <laughs> certain lines to the other guys that who you know, aren't going to aren't going to be there i mean i wanted to be oh it's all part of the process me. for yeah. sure and some some of you I'll so instead so, yeah. let's just subconsciously do it <laughs> oh, we didn't actually steal any of gabriel's lines we or, don't know or Snyder's. we don't know that i wasn't there i was at work true that's right so, listeners, if you are ever in the area as well, um, Steve Boss and Ryan Hill also do a thing called Bust a Movie, where they'll view a notoriously um, skill-challenged film. Yeah, we'll say that. Sure. That's a good way to say it. A charmingly shitty film, mm-hmm. and they will present jokes while they do it. Yep. It's a yes. very, very amazing time. It's you a well-worn th- formula. However, we do it live, uncensored, mm-hmm. and we drink during it. So. Yes. And you guys are very amusing, if I may say so. Hey, thank you. You guys Not went at it like appropriately things. last time when, when I came and saw uh, Bloodsport and you had talked about, like, this might be your favorite movie, but understand you can still make fun of it. And I yeah. found <laughs> that, like, re- I actually found that, like, really charming that you guys would say that, because, like, Objectively, like, is Bloodsport like an Academy Award winning movie? Mm-hmm. No, like, it's it's a shitty 80s action flick. Yeah, that's but song That's alone. the best. That's what I do with some of my favorite movies is I sit back and I pick it apart and make fun of it. And that's what I think that like, people get too attached to yeah. some of their favorite movies. And that's why you guys might have been getting, like, like you said, you got heat from you someone got online flack about for it. Bloodsport? Yeah, I got, I you got heat for, Didn't you get heat for much? Roadhouse, too? I got he- Roadhouse and Bloodsport no. were the ones that we got the most shit for because people were like, oh, I love that. You can't talk shit on it. And it was just like, uh, uh, to me, Bloodsport was the most delightful film that we've busted. Now, that's not saying a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to torture yourself, right? Yeah. Roadhouse, yeah, Roadhouse, because I still actually don't think Bloodsport was the one that came the closest to breaking our rule where we won't bust something that doesn't take itself seriously. Bloodsport, there's times where I don't think it actually takes itself seriously, whereas Roadhouse takes itself pretty dead serious the whole time. Like it's it to me, it does. Uh, I, there's a couple times where you're like maybe not, but no, throughout it, it it's really taking itself pretty douchebaggingly seriously. But I feel like who loves Roadhouse enough to defend it for being anything other than what it is, which is fucking. Clown shoes, but the charmingest <laughs> clown shoes in the world. I love, I unabashedly love Roadhouse, but that doesn't mean it's not fucking stupid. Right, well, Swayze is dead, and Van Damme is still alive. You're not making fun of mm. Swayze himself, well, we, are you? No, are you? Not in a, no. I missed that one. We're not no. his personal life. <laughs> you know, we're not saying, we, you know, this is a bad movie, and by extension, you're a bad person. Um, local hero Neil Heimsoff, uh, when we watched it with him, made the very apt comment, Stop smoking, Pat! Do you know what happens to you, Pat? <laughs> I'm like, we didn't do that. No, yeah. that's, that's true. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't call him Baldy or anything like that. That's just oh. a little too far. <laughs> He's a, he doesn't drink and he does Tai Chi he like twice a day, books. but he does smoke. He does smoke. Yeah. yeah. Steve Boss, so let's turn it to you. What is your Shane Black history? Are you a fan? What do you like about him? Is, and also, all the way around, is this Lethal Weapon, has that ever been your thing, or are you mm. a Lethal fan? I'll be honest with you guys, uh, Shane Black as a name didn't come to me until I started listening to, listening to you guys, uh, you know. Shane pick, Black listing it up? Break him apart, Ex- exactly, yes. My history with him uh, zigzags. In, in real time, in chronology, it was... Uh, Bullet time? Uh, Predator 2, okay, then awesome. there was a long period, and I probably Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. okay. 
then back to Lethal Weapon, watching it with Ryan. Uh, that was your first time? Yeah, that was my first time oh, seeing it. Yes, okay. yes. And then tonight, Lethal Weapon 2. So I'm, I'm learning about this all retroactively. Hey, wait, when does Chris Rock show up? Um, Lethal Weapon 4, okay. 1998. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I saw that one, actually. Along so. with Jet Li. Right, Predator 2, Lethal Weapon 4, Iron Man 3, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, and then tonight. That's such a loopy kind of circle. Like, Isn't it? Like, Ryan and I, we, we always go on and on about our show about how we grew up watching these gory-ass 80s films. So it's, it's, it was essential to our upbringing mm -hmm. that we loved these horrible, stu like, dark, self-deprecating, violent protagonists who enact oddly decent justice. Mm. So for me, like... like um, you, you two are slightly a hair older than the both of us. Mm -hmm. Just a few months. Right? Just, just a, a few months, right? Yeah, just Couple a smidgen. Couple receding gray hairs older, yes, thank yes, you. Yes, a gentleman's smidgen. Speak for yourself, gray boy. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Cold. Not um, as receding, Steve but... Steve has the, um, the Reed Richards going on, very handsomely so, may I say. Thank you. Yeah, so, that was the only shot I could ever take on his hair, to be completely honest. The Reed Richards? Yeah. No, no, just the gray boy. I mean, I, I, I dumbed it down so much better. <laughs> oh, hair's no, always wonderful. Uh, Ryan Hill, please don't even remotely dumb down your references for the show. <laughs> please go nuts. So if I can ask one more question, circling all the way back, before we get into the talk of this episode... Uh, what are your favorite movies growing up in that case? Now, what were you, are you guys action films? Were you like action films? You guys grew up in the 80s proper. I was, by the time I had Cognizance, it was 89. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, uh, I, I actually, all the movies that I really love that make my continual top five and top 10 are teenage boy movies. So uh, Jurassic Park, Gladiator, these are two big, even though I was young, well, old teen by the time Gladiator was was coming around, but these are the things that I love movies to do best, which is, you know, war epics or grand scope kind of stuff. Sure, you know, a, a Tarantino talkie from time to time is okay, but but like for purist for me is, um, you know, Zulu that kind of thing. <laughs> Seventy Sweet. millimeter war epic. Ryan Hill, for you. Uh, the thing is, is I didn't even though I grew up in the uh, in the eighties. I didn't, I don't know how to quite explain this other than to say, like, I, movies weren't a huge part of my childhood, even though at the same time they kind of were. It's just my family, uh, I, all, what I'd say is my dad would uh, kind of go to video stores and he'd just get some of the most random things, uh, which probably is why I run an independent cinema uh, today, in that uh, he, I still remember him bringing back this movie called Sourdough which was just this dude in the wilderness eating sourdough bread for like, I think, 70 minutes. Um, <laughs> Did it end with Finn? Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, like, uh, I, what I remember, the first movie I remember being the one that I picked, because I remember I, I still, my dad still uh, doesn't let me, or not that he doesn't let me live this down, it's, it's his embarrassment, actually, to a certain extent, is I went and rented uh, Ace Ventura. Awesome. Uh, and uh, my dad was like, this is going to be terrible. We didn't even watch it that night. And I'm talking, <laughs> we lived in this small house. There's only one TV. Like, I did not have a TV in, in, the, in, the, in my room, uh, which I shared with my brother. Uh, like, I didn't, I didn't get a, I didn't, you know, I wasn't watching stuff. And if we were watching it, the family was watching it. So there was no gore. There was no blood. Like, my mom was a little bit uh, of a purist when it came to that stuff. Um, but uh, then my life changed when a video store opened and I lived in the boonies up just north of uh, uh, Jim Thorpe uh, and a video store changed, uh, opened like just 
kind of outside of my development off of the highway, and uh, I would walk to it, and that's I rented Pulp Fiction yeah. uh, for the first time. Uh, showed it to my brother, who was nine at the time. <laughs> who, Solid. Yeah, that, that may How have How old were you? Not to I was you. 14. I okay. was 14. Uh, because it must have been, uh, a, I must have rented it in 95. I know it came out in, uh, in four, I was born in 80, but later in 80. So uh, I must have rented it like soon after it came out. So anyway, those were kind of the movies that uh, kind of helped uh, shake me, uh, shape me. But I've always been big into like these kind of like low key black and white films, uh, like you know, uh, Woody Allen's Manhattan was always a big one for me. Um, yeah, shut up. Oh, Steve Bost. No, it's it's. it's She's seventeen. It was no. It's a, it's a problematic wrong. movie right now. It is. It's well, fine. Uh, that's for another podcast. The the schmuck list. Yeah, okay? <laughs> that is. To my mind, like every time I think about Van Gogh, who's a favorite painter of mine. In the back of my mind, there's Diane on um, Diane Lane. Keaton. Oh my God, Diane Keaton, Keaton saying, yeah. "It's Van Gogh." <laughs> like, Ew. But to basically to wrap up on that, like people are kind of shocked when I say the best movie that I've played since I've been that we opened since uh, Seal Stacks opened uh, that I absolutely loved was Francis Ha. Noah oh, Baumbach. Oh, love and that one. Greta, yeah. Absolutely, Greta that, amazing. I I will stand by that movie for. That's probably right now top love three. Is better. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I love. I, I was a. I think we got our table setups like on the first <laughs> angle here. Like this is like <laughs> yeah, really perfect. I was a yeah, I terrible alcoholic, <laughs> nonsense Brooklyn hipster, and I was watching it with my roommate, who was a girl, who was my best friend, and we had like a horrible moment. And we were watching it, and I'm, we're we're just like. You're Francis Ha, roommate, and I'm awkward, nerdy roommate, and our super sexy male roommate is Adam Driver, who you really <laughs> want to be fucking right now. It was it was a horrible moment of clarity. But uh, love Francis Ha, like Bombach has not done too much wrong for me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I love that guy. Ryan, you know, I don't think I've ever asked you this question. So what was your circular, what was the thing that defined you as a teenager watching movies? Uh, Before I got, was oh. it Shane Black? Is that what brought it all to circle? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Shane Black. It's uh, a lot of like crime movies, for some reason. The wall of VHS in your grandfather's basement. Yeah, it's like it's shit like that. Like I was a, a big Pulp Fiction fan. I uh, I randomly found Goodfellas on TV at the age of like fourteen, and I like worshipped and adored that movie ever since. Pesci. Which is uh, it's like really funny to me because like I like all these stories about criminals. And then I, ha I, like, I'm from a family of like cops. Like of criminals. <laughs> and I like all the stories about criminals, and like everyone in my family's a cop. And I'm like, no, I understand Henry Hill. He wants to make some money, and you guys are just getting in the way. Just he's not hurting anyone. He's just selling coke. Just let it happen. Ryan, you're the outlaw in the family. Yeah, apparently. But I hate like, to break it to like, you. A lot of Quentin Tarantino, uh, a lot of Shane Black, a lot of like 1980s like slasher flicks. So yeah, that's pretty much. If I get pulled over by a Snyder, I should uh, nope. dro drop your <laughs> drop your name. Oh, it's it's not a Snyder. It's a, a well, I'll tell you off air. Some really <laughs> hard to pronounce last names. I see. Like O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> uh, uh, Chang. Polish last names oh, that are like heavy, like K's, like you're in a like Sajkovic. like Chinatown names. Oh sure. Sin I can dig that. Sinkevich, which yeah. was shortened to Snyder upon reaching yeah. Ellis oh, Island. Naturally. Upon it. reaching Bethlehem. Uh -huh. They changed their names. I can dig that. Um, lastly for me, uh, Shane Black, as a wrap-up for our Shane Black list. We did it, everyone. We fucking did it. Uh, 
I've, I've mentioned repeatedly on air that I think my brother is a douchebag. He is a fucking clown. But it's also 20 episodes, and this is the like 14th time. Yeah, yeah. almost every one of them. We, we, picked, <laughs> the viol- we picked a violence like a theme for our show. Yeah, this and is my how brother... I was first introduced to your brother. Yeah, listening Have to you these. Met my brother? No, but these He's a very nice person. I... He's Which a is, sweet, I, I, sweet I brought man. this up on, uh, I think, two episodes ago. When I came to see the Warriors, his brother was like three people in line ahead of me. Wearing fucking hat. <laughs> so I saw his hat, and I was like, it's Gabriel's brother. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I immediately texted him. I was like, I think your brother's here ordering a Jack and Coke. Listeners, I'm a fucking hipster. Like, that's, let's be clear. I'm wearing an oversized sweater in the middle of July that's with cute my tattoos popping out. It's and oversized. blue hair. Lightly oversized. But I ripped the V-neck to be wider. I'm a fucking hipster. I, I love, I talked about Francis Ha unironically for three minutes with Ryan Hill. And, uh... There's a little bit of hipster, like, light blue V-neck, a little bit of flannel, right here, baby. X-Men t-shirt. Like, we've all got a little bit of that, like... I, off I, the beaten path. So my brother is a very, he wants to be a very red-blooded American male. And for, for his money, he sure does. He loves this kind of thing. And thankfully, he introduced me to gems like, I first saw Roadhouse and Commando and Predator and all the, a Lethal Weapon. Every Shane Black film I know because of him. So I grew up idolizing and loving these self-deprecating kick-ass heroes, except my brother was the one who wanted to be the kick-ass element, and I was the one who really loved the self-deprecating element. For me, the reason why these characters... Riggs is awesome because he's suicidal, not because he's a killing machine. Mm -hmm. I love Martin Riggs as a protagonist because you have that long, super awesome sax riff while he he cries looking at his wife's picture. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite scenes in movies. And it, like that's a scene that I love, and that's a scene my brother fast forwards. What? So, yeah. Wow, that's that's such an important scene. I just I read know. Up how that got uh that got um Mel Gibson Hamlet. Really? Oh yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. The 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 producer saw the suicidal scene and was like. Yeah. I used I used that scene as like point of reference with my wife when she went out of town. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Just watch this," and I sent her that clip. I think this is what I'm doing. Ryan, I'm just getting drunk staring at a picture of you saying I miss you and crying. Ryan, she was like, I'm coming God forever home. forbid anything ever happens to Michelle Monaghan slash your wife. Oh, I'll be, I'll be Martin Riggs. You'll 100% become Martin Riggs. I'll learn how to pop out my shoulder and yeah, You shit. already have family in law enforcement. It would be like, oh, shit. Ryan quit his job? Why? Oh, he's become Fuck, a killer. man. He's a South Africans are going to kill my wife. <laughs> Shit. It's terrible. Then you'll get together with Sophie Marceau later on. <laughs> Briefly. Yeah. Is that who that is? No, that's just a Braveheart reference. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't mean I haven't to. seen Braveheart. I dated a girl in college who never forgave Braveheart because when you get together with someone, it's with she's it's with for, it's for life. Okay? <laughs> so you do not find another love after your love is killed. So whether it's Braveheart or Gladiator. You got one. That's it. Anything else you're in? That's unfaithful. Wow, she'd be really mad at Patton Oswalt right now. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I find that weird. But. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm very happy for I him. I am too, but you know, okay. It's a little soon, I have right? no questions to. If you guys seen everyone that, grieves in their own time. Have you guys seen The Serious Man? Like my am I? I mind? haven't. I haven't. Oh, I need so, to see that. Um, Ryan Snyder is an avowed non-Cohen. So for yes. my non-Cohen, non-Cohen. No, okay. I've so, seen several Cohen Brothers movies, and I, I, I keep on telling you, Raising Arizona is going to be the one. 
What about Miller's Crossing? I would think Miller's Crossing would get Maybe, you. Maybe, yeah. Miller's Crossing is the one. inverse uh, of the Godfather. Like, I, I, I constantly refer to myself as one of 17 people on the planet who does not like Big Lebowski. Raising Arizona. You know, that's fair. If you don't... No, that, that, I, I can, see, I can that. see people I not liking it. Like, like, again, like I, I bring this up all the time, like, just because I don't enjoy it doesn't mean I'm just shit all over it. I'm just I like, think it's if, not... If you I don't, don't find like it funny. Raising Arizona, then there's something there's no wrong with you. Well... Just saying. But I do maintain that, like, it's... it's. And I'm sitting next to him. Should I be worried? Are you not a Cohen fan? No, I am. I just you oh, said okay. he's you know <laughs> oh. clinically something wrong. I actually, violently I actually think it'd be Miller's Crossing that gets him. I just, it's just it's just a vibe. I don't know. I don't, I'm not that big a fan of Miller's Crossing. I think it's great, but I I don't feel any urgency to rewatch it. I rewatched Barton Fink and Raising Arizona on and a serious man on loop. Uh-huh. It's like this, this was a serious man joke I was gonna make way earlier. It's that uh she's barely cold. <laughs> it all comes back. Mm. It all comes back. Uh, we've been going for a shockingly long time. Yeah, let's We're do gonna a... take a bit of a break. We've met our guests again. Guests, thank you for being on our show. Thank you for housing us. No problem. We are in a movie theater recording right now, rather than our traditional sex and violence studios where Ryan's cat is just adorably nuzzling the microphone normally. Yeah, all the, all the time. Um, do you want to before we go on break, give it a? We haven't really done too too much talk about these. Two movies. Oh, Do you sorry, want to give yeah. it a quick, uh, quick uh, I'm in slow final thoughts? Mode. I, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm gonna bring up the question. What do you? Uh, what's a uh, preference? Uh, Lethal Weapon one or two? Why? Uh, and if you guys have a, okay, uh, we'll come back from the break and we'll talk Lethal Weapon. You wanna do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, we haven't talked about the movie at all. Yeah, I know. We'll come back. Okay, we'll do it that like that. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll go on break. Uh, Danny, you got something to sell? Fuck you. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon, <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedely just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like, and truly... Uh, you were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. Uh, <laughs> you fought? Oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes join me your host daniel she's like a pretty intelligent kid because like her reaction to that is like you never read the giver you work in a bookstore and and i and i was like really close to just snapping i was going like listen girl i read a lot of other books okay (laughs) and my co-host gabriel mara who co-hosts sex and violence you love that guy right on air challenge slow readers exclusive slow readers exclusive. can game fit gone girl up his ass (laughs) then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics such as Politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence. The hot ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that. Go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck 
to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out, Slow Readers, comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at TopGallantRadio. Thanks for that ad, Danny. Appreciate that. Uh, now we're back to our show. You don't have to listen to Danny talk about his show with Books. you. Books. Books. Bullshit, which I'm going to be burn on. Them all. Which I'm going to be on in two weeks or Let's so with you. Let's make like apartheid and burn all the books. Or not. Let's not do that. <laughs> no? That's, that's Fine, a whatever. very bad idea. Fine, so, like I uh, teased before the break, Hi, Ryan. Let's, uh, let's actually chat about these movies. Lethal yes. Weapon 1 and 2, which we did watch. We did, uh, everyone did Lethal Weapon 1 uh, watch independently. And Lethal Weapon 2, we actually just uh, got finished uh, watching about half hour ago mm-hmm. here in the, the cinema, which is really awesome to see on the big screen. God, I, yeah. I love watching all these like older movies that I never thought I'd get a chance to see like in the theater here because it's, like I said to you uh, a week or two ago, like watching the Warriors on the big screen was like, yeah, almost like a seminal, like almost like religious experience to yeah. me. So I was like, oh my God, I, I've only ever seen this at home on a shitty TV. That will spoil you about running a cinema is that yeah. you get to go in <laughs> and afterwards and like, just watch something you want to watch. I, I watched um, Monterey Pop the other day, which I'd never seen, just like a concert, you know, a, a concert movie or whatever. And, you know, that, that, I, that was just much more enjoyable to watch on the screen mm-hmm. than yeah. Yeah, TV. Being immersed and not being able to pause. Yeah. yeah. Well, that we do get to pause, though. <laughs> right, but not when there's a public showing. Not yeah. when there's a public showing, yeah. Right. There's a communal aspect but that's, where you feel like you're stopping something. That's the issue is that I am spoiled in that other bad way where I, 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 I like being able to pause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that being said, though, I do seek out, uh, and I know the whole goal here is to talk about Lethal Weapon, but um, I seek out comedies in a public setting because I don't like watching those even just maybe one or two people uh, like I, I like watching comedies when they come out in the theater whenever I can yeah what was that what, what we discussed about that because you had said with comedies you want to go see it and there was another type I think you said you prefer to watch at home when we I went to go I see Baby Driver oh Baby Driver when we went to go see Baby Driver yeah, we were talking about this I prefer to see at home broken I forget what it was. Yeah, but yeah. I remember. I remember, your, I remember your talk trophies. about comedies wanting to see them comedies, like, with people. Documentaries? Like, I don't know. Uh, maybe I it was dramas. I, I almost want to say drama. Thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't like know. Um, I went to go see. Uh, let's see. There's two movies I saw that I thought were magnified only by seeing in public. First of all, which was uh, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> I've never tried watching that alone because I knew it would never ever no, replicate. I had a full theater. The trailer for Black Snake Moan played, and everyone in the theater started screaming when Sam Jackson showed up. Great movie, by the way. And also the second time Excellent was, marketing, too, yeah, playing that trailer before. I went to go see uh, mm. Black Dynamite, which I think it's a funny Dynamite. movie to begin with. And also, it was magnified by seeing it at a Times Square movie theater, full house, what? screaming audience, loving every second of it. Wow. Love Black Dynamite, good times. Okay. My mama said my daddy's name's Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you had a question, Ryan. Uh, yeah, we uh, talked about, uh, what do you prefer, Lethal Weapon 1 or 2? And do you have uh, anyone have a favorite? We did Lethal Weapon, by the way. Favorite uh, line? Richard Donner. Oh, Richard Donner for both? the favorite line was easily, that was, well, what was it? It was just... Oh, I left my ass. Oh, yeah, it's license. <laughs> it's license revoked. Um, mm. Yeah, it's that, just, just been revoked. Just been revoked. But before we get into that, Ryan or one of our guests, do you want to describe the plots of Lethal Weapon One Actually, and Two? Let's do this. You just watched one 
like last right night. last night. Yes. So you want to break down Please one, and we'll do, give you Ryan, two to yes. break down. Oh. Final episode of Shane Blacklist, his big breakout, where he finally became a juggernaut with Joel Silver and made the Hollywood like screenwriting game entirely his own. Yeah, it's so been two and a half years for me. Since I saw Lethal Weapon, liked it, couldn't remember a damn thing <laughs> of the plot, so please. Fair enough. Ryan it's, Hill, um, bring it can out. Can you do it in 30 seconds or less? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was, may Ready? have been a little inebriated, but Hold okay. On. That's fine. You got five seconds. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Mel Gibson uh, is uh, suicidal, and uh, Danny Murtaugh, or Danny Murtaugh, uh, that, that's a, that was a, uh, yeah, manager for the Pirates, Danny Glover, uh, is uh, too old for this shit. And uh, <laughs> they are, are, are teamed up uh, because there is a, a woman who's jumped off of a building. And uh, basically what they Ten find seconds. out... Uh, oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> they, they find out that there's a big drug ring, etc., and uh, they win. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. three seconds to spare. That's what you got. That's good. Okay. All right. That's I pretty was good. Time. No, clocks totally. were ticking. <laughs> See, boss, challenge is on you now. Get ready. If in five seconds, plot a lethal weapon two. Go. There are uh, South African diplomats who are laundering money. There are Krugerrands involved, and they're uh, using crooked accountants. And uh, all of the crime happening in L.A. revolves around them and just two cops. Very nice. Thank you. Wow. Only like 18 seconds. Succinct. That would, you know what? I think those might be the deficiencies of this particular Shane <laughs> Black screenplay. You were asking which do I prefer, one or two. I have to go with one, clearly, because it's a much better defined character study. And uh, mm. there's a, I think there are actually quite a lot of lazy plot contrivances in the sequel. A lot sequel. of lazy uses of American All right. accent. So let's, uh, let's put this to a table vote. You're, uh, you're voting one. I got to go with one. I would say one, yeah. One. Dude, one. One. Are you the only two in the uh, in the group? No, I'm saying one. Yeah, like, oh my god, what? Yeah. No, 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 no. One is, one hands is unequivocally down. better. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think like uh, when we get to two, it is. Um, it's it's obvious to say this, but two being the bridge to three, which three is very silly, mm -hmm. and almost like it it it's. Almost like it's not the same characters from one. It one, it's a very a... serious. It takes itself seriously. Two, it gets a little bit more on that like, hey, we're cops and we're kind of goofy, and they get like they're just they're not good cops in this movie. Like, hey, you're supposed to be protecting oh. this witness for the FBI. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's take him with us on a ride around and go hunt down these South Africans. And yeah, why don't you stay in the car while we go hunt down these idiots with? High-powered automatic rifles. They, they just become a, bad cops. In the first one, they're excellent detectives. It's Back to the Future two and three, where like I forgot that in Back to the Future, uh, sorry, in Lethal Weapon one, that the shoulder dislocating thing not in there. Yeah, not at all. Not mm -hmm. at all. And they start bringing in new elements you want to bring in because you know you have a franchise starting of two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's obvious that they're playing because I even reading that like I guess in both movies uh, Shane Black's original script was much darker. Um, and in two, uh, uh, Riggs is supposed to die at the end. Um, you know, in the in the original thing, uh, I guess protecting Murtaugh somehow. Or, uh, just in my quick IMDb search, uh, <laughs> while we were watching the movie, um, and uh, it, you can tell that Hollywood knows what it has 
uh, the, you know, the, 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 when I say Hollywood, I'm using the air quotes uh, in that uh, you know, they know that they have uh, the beginnings of a franchise and they, they took that script and so obviously dumbed things down. My, Steve, my, my issue with this, with two, is a very similar to my issue with the Roger Moore Bonds, which Steve and I can talk uh, ad nauseum about. In that Maybe I should start a podcast on it. There's, there's plenty out there. Well, Matt uh, Morley, you know, he's, he's, he's living his thing. You can, you can fill in his space. <laughs> but it's, it's when I see that uh, a cop is, or, or a detective or whatever, does stupid shit but gets out of it, I don't give a... Uh, I don't give a damn about that that cop anymore. Oh, just like, away, sir. yeah, it's just like um, the the tow truck thing. Like when he comes out, you know, in in two here, mm-hmm. where you know he uh, what, what Mel Gibson like announces himself to that guy who he has the drop on, mm-hmm. and then they swerve him off, and he loses his gun. Like you dumbass. <laughs> like like we know you're suicidal, but that wasn't. That's not. That didn't play in. Like we lost yeah. a little bit of the suicidal. That's that's what makes one so good and, and so edgy is that throughout it he stays pretty fucking suicidal. Well, they uh, want to do like that same like thing. Like he's after a criminal and acting suicidal. But like, what's the one in uh, number one that makes it work so well when he's trying to buy drugs at the Christmas tree right. farm? Yes. And it's it's played out so wonderfully and like so believable. He's like a hundred and he's like counting like dollar oh, yeah, bills out. Was- He's yeah. like, no, a hundred thousand. He's like, oh well, I guess I'll just show you this, and it's the badge. And he's like, he's so he's been talking cool. to these guys for like three minutes, like in the face of danger. Yeah. And in this, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna be the cool guy, like jump on your car, like excuse me, sir, I need to see your license and registration. Why would you say like, that? He's a criminal. That's not suicidal. That's stupid. <laughs> It's and there's a fine line. Shoot. There's a fine line to walk between suicidally heroic and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a. I also now I'm thinking back on this, realizing how dumb this was because it's not uh, MacGuffin is the wrong term for it, but the the stupid condom commercial thing. Like, <laughs> like it was this just a joke to get a condom tree on Murtaugh's desk? Yeah. Is that all it is? It's just to make because, him a part of a joke. Because what? At, at what point do you not? inform your dad before he goes to watch something that it is a condom commercial you are starring in you just hope that would just magically go well it's 1989 like a, uh, never mind i'm sorry she's that was a, a daughter issue. in 1989 ryan hill i don't know all, all my knowledge of 1989 comes from national lampoon's christmas vacation <laughs> uh, solid yeah. i love that opening song but, um before we get super super deep let's let's go movie by movie i think it'll be a nice tight way to move forward on here um everyone let's go into lethal weapon one one by one because we're trying to cover t to b let's go this way ryan or snyder how do you feel about love lethal weapon one i love it i think it's uh one of the better action movies to come out of the 1980s um it's directed fantastically uh Donner's work, it speaks for itself. Uh, Shane Black's writing, it's the first time he's written something and the dialogue is just exactly what I want it to be, nice and poppy, snazzy, and it's got memorable characters and memorable lines. Come on, man, Gary Busey burning his own arm. Like, there's so many great moments and great lines that you can, like, sell this movie to somebody. Like, it's, yeah, it's probably easily, like, uh, maybe top 20 of the 1980s. Every time I see this movie, I remember that it's probably in my top ten of all time. And I have that line that I love so much, like, like not to, like, build up my dick too big, but it's that line where it's, uh, Murtaugh's, it's just been, re- it's just been assigned, Riggs, and he says, uh, like, like God, God hates me, that's what this is. And then Mert- uh, Riggs says, hate him back, works for me. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, girl, <laughs> yeah, oh. 
I want to be you, but I'm not. I'm five six, just dyed hair. Just say what I say. I, you already have a tattoo on your hand. Put That's one on true. your face. I oh, thought Mel Gibson was five six. Isn't he? Is like, he real? No, he's like, no. he's like five nine. No, you he's be. not tall. I mean, but like, Tom Cruise is like five six. Five, Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is, like is five six. six. Yeah. He's, no, he's a little guy. He's like five four. He's 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 smaller than me. Really? He's got to be. Tom Cruise is. He better be. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Boss, your thoughts? Oh, so you haven't? You didn't rewatch *Lethal Weapon* one for the show. So no. when did you first see it? Uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah as you mentioned on the show. Yeah. So all right. So my order is: uh, I saw *Lethal Weapon* four first. When it came out in theaters, flamethrower craziness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the everyone chicken dance in the beginning. Yes. Yeah, but all the racist lines towards Jet Li. Everyone's yeah. settled and comfortable. I think that he's married to Rene Russo. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. right? Or Nicole. So, yeah. So you know, everyone's really comfortable. No one's lean and hungry in that one. Um, so I, my order goes four, one, two. Never saw three. Three's good. I'll be honest. But uh, if, you know, if you want my like one sentence review about number two, cookie cutter villains, <laughs> mm -hmm. who are just like pure malevolence with very little motivation and almost no logic, rationality to <laughs> they're like renting helicopters and shooting machine guns, and no one's gonna trace this back to the consulate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity or otherwise. Like I was. Diplomatic immunity means I can rent helicopters. <laughs> right. I was wondering, like, when he wrote this, do you think he he had a bone to pick of apartheid? Because of all the avenues you could create mm -hmm. to tell a story about being anti-apartheid, you pick Lethal Weapon Two. Right. I think there could have been a dramatic story about apartheid or a kick-ass Lethal Weapon, and he combined. Right. Them? Well, that that movie was Biko. With What's Denzel Biko? Washington, it's about Stephen Biko, an apartheid oh activist. God, yes. Don't know but, that one. Okay. And, and uh, the weird Three Stooges thread that was going through. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like. Two. What? 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 The slapping what? in the face, and then he even said like, it, "Hey Mo." It, yeah. It, it builds hey up to Lethal Weapon Three, where Rene Russo falls in love with him because of the Three Stooges. Oh God. And again, it's Back to the Future stuff, where Two and Three have so much more connective tissue than One and Two. Yeah, it's and the that's building up franchise. Exactly. That, that's hmm. all that is. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But again, this isn't like a, a, a Back to the Future case where, like, I, I personally feel that, like, I think we've talked about this. One is the better movie, mm -hmm. but two is a more much uh, like a much more fun watch. Yeah. No, one, but like with this, one lethal one, lethal weapon one is like the better movie and the much more fun watch. It's, it's just such a not that yeah. I'm saying like don't watch two, but like know what you're getting into. This is, goes into like franchise building mode, and then three gets even sillier, and then mm -hmm. four's like four starts off with like Murtaugh in the street and his boxers doing yeah. a chicken dance because three Riggs has told the Bond song, but, but um, um, it's probably me by Eric Clapton and Sting. I might use that for an act break in this podcast. It's gonna be great. You go right ahead if you want to drive away to. people. I completely um, support. We have left out talking about Lethal Weapon six. Starring Mac <laughs> and uh, Dennis. Oh, uh, everyone. And the amazing uh, role it. switch. No? Everyone has Got told me. I, I'm a big Lethal Weapon fan, and I've watched the first three seasons of It's Always Sunny, uh -huh. and then I stopped for no reason. And everyone I talk to who loves It's Always Sunny, but not Lethal Weapon, tells me 
there's the greatest episode of all time. Yes. Of always the weapon, if it's always sunny. It's it, that's one of the top ones. It's it's amazing because in the middle of, I mean, it's it's in in the way that it's always sunny can only get away with. But <laughs> Mac is in blackface, playing Murtaugh, and then they switch like inexplicably in the middle of their quote unquote remake, they switch because they <laughs> can't they actually told they me about can't, this. Uh, they can't agree on who plays it. So then suddenly Dennis is in blackface. Oh my god, and it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Ryan Hill, um, what's your feelings towards the weapon one versus two? Uh, these not being quite my bag, um, I'll say Lethal Weapon one has, you know, uh, yeah, it, it has that kind of gritty. At least you know the the that this character has something to lose. Like they all have something to lose. And I also want to side note say that Darlene Love has recorded one of my top five favorite songs of all time, and not just Christmas. But Christmas baby, baby, please come back. <laughs> anyway, and Extremely I and I, I kept specific. looking for a place to make a baby, please come home uh, uh, or come back uh, reference uh, tonight. But then she's gone after the first act uh, because you know they're, they're all scared. Uh, but anyway, who's Darlene? Is she the hooker? She's no. <laughs> she thinks she's the hooker. Oh. No, she's the she's the wife of Myrtle. Oh, um, she's Trish. Yes, she's in all of them, isn't she? I think she is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Whoops. So, oh, that's one more character. Sorry, Darlene. Love. So we said the psychiatrist and the uh, the chief are two other characters who are, I think, in all, all throughout. All throughout. Yeah. yeah. Twenty feet from Act One. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. Um, I would say for me, two was just like I'll, I'll never watch two again. I, I don't need to. No. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, maybe if I'm stoned and on TBS sometime at 3 a.m. Uh, one day or something like that, I maybe. Uh, but at the same, there's no reason for me to. Yeah, rewatchability on this is pretty no, low. It, it, it's pretty. It's pretty low to me. Uh, whereas one. I feel like I could go back to that on occasion and, and, and enjoy that. Uh, the I, I think we were all kind of pointing this out in watching two. I, I re, one of the things I remember when watching one with you, Steve, is that we kept picking the parts where Mel Gibson slipped back into his Australian <laughs> accent. But it doesn't. After watching one yesterday, it doesn't happen nearly as much in one as it does in two. Mm. In two, it's like happening often. In one, I remember watching last night, and I was just like so excited to like listen to him slip into this Australian accent, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't happening as much. And in two, working, I, I, it's like all oh, this goddamn foreigners. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I heard dingoes killed his wife. <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. Mm -hmm. Dialect coaches weren't on. <laughs> You brought well, it up actually first because like as soon as you brought it up, I started hearing it more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like, it's, it just, just like, happens in the middle. Like that's the funny thing. It's like, is, like bowels. Like he would it, dip into it. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a quick in the middle of one word and then it disappears. Yeah. I feel like Donner didn't want to make this or something, and he's just like, sure, it's fine. Or like the first one is him like, let's make this fucking great movie. And this one is just yeah. And the second yeah, one, it's like, hey, the first one made money. Uh, we'll give you uh, about we'll, we'll, we'll bump up your paycheck another like half percent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just do a second one, do the same thing. Everyone's back again. Writers back. Boys are back to play the roles. <laughs> Let's take advantage of the dark specter in the country right now, which is diplomats run amuck. <laughs> all right, it's about time you knew about all the crimes diplomats are committing and not being prosecuted Why Lethal for... Weapon? Of all the fucking movies, you pick Lethal Weapon to make a political statement? It's about a suicidal man and a black retired cop that kicks him ass. Well, Star <laughs> the next Star Wars movie was about 15 years away. Oh my so. god. If Last, or 10 Jedi years, is about, like, Last Jedi should be about apartheid. Can I make that happen? 
Maybe. I like Ryan Johnson. Anyway, Ryan Snyder slash Flash, as I call you. Yeah. So let's bring it to you. Lethal Weapon 1 versus 2. Yeah, I call him Flash. Slash Flash. Slash Flash. I prefer Crash because I crash into shit, but... Crash into boys? What's your question? So, Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Where's your feeling lie? What's your preference? How did you come across them? What are you feeling? Uh, I think we already hit on, like, everything there. No, no, it's just you, baby. Like, it's... Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. Like yes. I like I said. I mean, these are like uh, these are picks off the off the basement wall that I I grabbed and uh, yeah, it's one all the way. That's that's pretty much it. Well, no, what 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 glommed on you? What do you like about one over two? What what like latches on you? Um, it's it, it like it's two not, is like two two is, two is played for laughs and uh, one is played straight and I like that. It's it, it takes its characters much more seriously, and I, I appreciate that. Like I like a damaged hero. Mm-hmm. I think that's why like we've discussed like the whole time we've done the Shane Blacklist. We like our heroes who hate themselves. Right. And that's what Riggs is. And Murtaugh, to an extent, is the same way because like oh, I'm too old for this shit. Like he hates himself because he knows he's. He, he's probably a little you past think he his hates pro- himself. I don't know I don't if he hates, he hates himself, himself or like self doubt. But uh, one of the things that uh, that 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 we found absolutely ridiculous in this movie is just how many times they come back to the Murtaugh house, yes. considering oh, yeah. that quite early on it's invaded. Yes, you know what I mean. So th- there's either some now at the same time the Murtaugh family has all found some secret location we never find out about because yeah, yeah just, they never there. But then we get Joe Pesci. With his being in witness protection, yet still being paraded around L.A. <laughs> somehow. But I, I, the reason I bring that up is because with Murtaugh, there's just this weird, in, in two, I, you almost lose almost all character notes with him because everything rolls off this man's back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to believe two as being his true character development... Shit just rolls right and off the And why go after back? him? He's not the guy who's like the biggest threat. Yeah, like, I would say Riggs too, is a yeah. bigger threat. Murtaugh's just like a. Maybe it's because he has more to lose. Yeah. That they want to go after it's him. A but like. Yeah, it's a message. Also, but like, like, simultaneously, they did fire helicopter style, Donner Lethal Weapon style, all over his, like, his trailer. Yeah, true, but I don't know. That poor yeah. trailer. That was that was the best thing of those two movies. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty that, nice. That trailer, sex that trailer. trailer location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His fuck pad. Yep. No cow, we, no cowgirl. No. To say, uh, can we talk about the dispensing with the poor? Was she the secretary Eureka? or what? Like, like, yeah, like the, yeah. the one. Uh, I sympathetic had a name, Steve. It was the eighties. Not Re- a name I remember right <laughs> now. Rika. Rika. It was Rika. Suave. <laughs> I feel like it's it's this is where it dates itself. It's that we're just like in the Let's first one bit. where. Where, where Mel Gibson calls venerated character actor Al Young, he calls him a chink. And at one point where um, Riggs is on fire and Murtaugh starts to pat him down, he calls him a fag. It's the time. It's Mel Gibson. It's Mel Gibson. But it's also the time that people were just like super chill about this. I remember in, uh, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, there's a scene, I, remember, I taped it off television, and there's a scene where. Um, like Ted falls down the stairs in the medieval times and they hug each other because he's so glad he's alive and they break away the hug and then the TV blocked out the word. They're like, fag! It's like, it was just funny back then, apparently. And it's just, it's, it is Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah it's Mel Gibson. Yeah. I mean, that, that he didn't, 
call anyone sugar tits is, uh, <laughs> I guess, a win. He didn't refer to an entire ethnicity as a pack of them. Yeah, we all mm. thought that he'd be siding with the Aryan nation on this right? one. Right. Yeah, with yeah. The, uh, the apartheid the wrong way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember in Lethal Weapon 4, he, Jet Li, you know, they're, they're facing off, and he says, On the dock, yeah. Enter the drag queen. Oh. What? That's not even a good one. No, no that's a it's, terrible it's a line. That's, it's scorched earth, really. It's Who's like, writing by four? Who's writing? Um, it's definitely not Shane Black. Shane Black stopped after two because yeah. he was yeah, just kind like, of... I noticed we stopped yeah. talking about lethal weapons. Yep. <laughs> Shane Black wanted to end it after two because he, wa he, he wanted Riggs to be killed. And you can, you can... Alan Smithy? Akiva Goldsman? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the real weird problem with Lethal Weapon 2 is that it's clearly... It's it's trying to keep the skeleton of what um, Shane Black wanted because they want to respect the fact that mm -hmm. Joel Silver and him were buddies. So they want to respect what he did, but at the same time they need to keep it alive. So it's a movie all about having fun and chilling out and being good cop buddies while at the same time Riggs is heading towards a suicide destination. I imagine the original draft of this was, was Riggs finally heading to his death the way he wanted to die. Yeah. And because they had to rewrite it to make a three and a four. Yeah. They made it so that Riggs is his regular jolly self and then know. he gets maybe, shot to death. Maybe it would have been better as like a, a duology, just like two movies and just ending on that character's death. Starting with a guy who wants to die and then give him what he wants by the end yeah. of the second film. Like let him die, let him go out. Uh, a hero in his own right. Mm -hmm. Nothing ever happens. In, I mean, what other duologies are there out there that were ever like considered How complete? How many are there? Yeah, there there are none because all things. I mean, it's it's a comedy rule. All things in threes. Get shorty three. and be cool. No, <laughs> so be cool ate shit. I brought it up last week, but uh, the uh, the new it movie is going to be two parts. Okay. I think that, that's a, that's an overall story. Two parts. That's not the same thing, though, to me. That, I mean, if it's two parts. Kill Bill, of, I guess. Kill Bill, yeah. Kill Bill. That you got. That's that. like two. One. Well, it's gonna be like like I said with oh, it. It's Kill it's, it's twenty seven years apart. That's the sequel. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> a duology. You're telling a story oh, in like. Oh, I see. What yeah, you're it's not. It, it's the kids in the eighties and then kids modern day. So in three years we'll have Time. it too, whatever it is. But like. I think we also just watch Stranger Things and get it over with. Haven't seen it. Me neither. I admonished him forever but about it. It's amazing. <laughs> I love Stranger Things. It's it's I've been one of the best things that ever has so graced so Netflix. Because everyone's telling me to watch it. That's why I avoided it too. Honestly, I swear to God, I, I, I was the I'm same way. I just don't want to do it. No, I, this is one of the few things because I, I usually am like that too. But this is one of the few things I bought into pretty quick, just because I, I the I just watch one episode. That's what I did. I, I was like, I'm gonna watch it. one because you know I'll, I'll convince myself it's awful. The first episode of anything is always the worst, mm -hmm. and then I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> so uh, I'll come around. You know, I, I don't know if there's a lethal weapon. Five. There's know, the TV projected. show. Projected. Yeah, but that's. I'm sure it'll. Yeah. Um, I will. With the nostalgia factor, I'm sure they'll do another one. You did. Or try I to. did. And we'll come to it at the next segment. I don't want to be a downer, oh, but wasn't that yeah. Bill Paxton for what? Lethal Weapon series? No, it's Clayne Crawford from Rectified. Bill Paxton wasn't it? And I Damon thought. Wayans. I think you're right. And also the guy who plays Ted Chaw from Mad Men. Okay, well that household name. But Speaking <laughs> of anti-heroes, that's why I keep recommending Mad Men to you. It's because you're yeah. going to love Dude, you'll Don love Mad Men. Well, I don't know. Because Ryan doesn't like Coens, I don't know what to recommend to him anymore. <laughs> I have such an eclectic taste. It's, it's very bizarre. You are a fucking enigma. 
It is. It is about no, continuing. He'll like madmen. He'll like madmen. Sure. It take, I mean, it's a slow burn. It took me but he'll, he'll a long. I took. It took me years to finally get into it. No, I, I get that. I, I don't think he's gonna. I think he will curse me after the first season, maybe. <laughs> okay. But I think get midway through the, through the second two, season, he will get, get through get there. the first two okay. seasons. I. The only reason I got into Mad Men finally is because my girlfriend kicked me out of the apartment for being too much of a crazy alcoholic, and I had nothing better to do but sit on my friend's couch for three days straight and watch Mad Men. Okay. Behind the scenes right. action! Sounds right. Well, uh, like I said, last summer I decided to start watching Game of Thrones and bang that out in a month, so I'm open for a new series I'll wait to try it's and... over. Dude, Mad Men. Absolutely. Right, check it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, any final thoughts before we... Go on to our next Move, segment? Yeah, I final like segment. I, I almost, it's been an hour. I almost feel like we've talked about nothing somehow. I just, no, we've, we've done enough. I, I think we'll <laughs> give it... <laughs> we have. We'll give it like another... That sure. last little segment yeah. of uh, minor BS. And I can dig it. We'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, last, thought, well, last thoughts, everyone. Um, Lethal Steve weapon. Boss, to start with you. Let's, yeah. go, let's go clockwise. Thanks. I just I, I want to make the point about the, the uh, degeneration of the Die Hard series, where it went from reluctant cop who is far from a superhero, you know, so just the everyday guy who, you know... Who feels like a TV dinner. Doesn't want to... Exactly. Doesn't want to be there. And then by the time, you know, the latest, whatever, it's five, fifth or sixth, it's PG-13, and he's, you know, like, destroying... Fighting jets. Destroying the moon or head such. To hand. Yes. So perhaps Lethal Weapon suffered a little bit from that same thing, where initially these, this character-based psychosis eventually became, well, here's another case for your <laughs> favorite top cops who don't respect no rules and, uh, you know... Don't need no warrant. Yeah, they didn't need no warrant throughout this movie, as by the you know as well. Sure. They were just showing up, there shooting no first. Proceed, police procedures were ignored. Yes, <laughs> this is bullshit. That was the most ineffectual chief of all time through this yeah. movie. Like you're a loose cannon. Oh yeah, that's that that chief also like after like eight of his people have been blown up. <laughs> like like it's just like. Business as usual. Yeah. Business hey, you two, why don't you go get coffee for the whole yeah, office? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, oh, I'm sorry, that coffee's going to blow up because they, they <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah. You should be petrified. Yeah. Fair point. Rice and I. Yeah, uh, I gave enough thoughts. I'll, I'll pass it off to the guest. Mm. Okay. Well, Mr. Hill. Any? No, I think, I think Steve, <laughs> I think Steve uh, uh, summarized it pretty good. Like, I, I'll say that, you know, I, I'm going to watch, I will find Lethal Weapon 4 just because Chris Rock uh, was uh, a big influence on me. So I'm going to watch that, even though I know some of it's going to be painful. If I watch Lethal Weapon 3, it'll have happened to me somehow. Uh, I'm not sure what. But like, I have no like impetus to go watch the rest of these uh, at this point in time. Like, it, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's, I, I, I agree with, you know, uh, one being definitely uh, a good movie that then they realized they could make some money off of, and they did. Yep. Fair point. Um, I feel like Lethal Weapon, um, I love that first one with all of my heart. I frequently, I, I just sent Ryan a link of uh, the soundtrack to it. I think top to bottom, it's a great thing. Uh, it's a movie that... I feel like we're going to listen to that at work. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, we oh, got real weird, God. like, two weeks ago and listened to the Blade, Blade Runner, Runner soundtrack. soundtrack. Oh, yeah, we got, we got weird. Evangelist. Evangelist. 
But I feel that Lethal Weapon 1, for me, is a perfect movie. It's I, I almost regret there ever having been sequels. Like, the second one is a perfectly fine action film. It's a perfectly enjoyable action film, but I spend more time with people. If I would have seen a trailer for that, like, uh, like at the movie theater today for Lethal Weapon 2, uh, I would have been like, nah. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Pass. But Lethal Weapon 1 is a perfectly tight package of a shockingly realistic slash super action-packed look at a man on the edge mm -hmm. and a man who was not for all for being a family man is totally not a pussy he still kicks ass yeah and it's every scene of, I, w I watched it on my vhs last night because because i was I'm, I'm a stupid asshole and i enjoyed the <laughs> shit out of it and like you see shots like that scene where um where Murtaugh's confronting Hunsaker, the guy, the older guy, who's like whose whose daughter killed herself. By the way, first tits I ever saw in my life. Lethal Weapon One. Whoa. Those boobies. Well, no wonder. Right. No wonder you love. Forever movie. the connection. But there's that in that scene, a, a picture that will never leave my mind. As a shot of a, a scene of a great shot, is where um, they kill Hunsaker. They shoot the eggnog through him, and then you see the camera tracks. Riggs as he runs after the helicopter, firing it over the bay, and it's this beautiful shot of a man shooting his gun at a fucking helicopter. Perfectly practical. All the helicopter stuff in these movies are amazing. That these aren't tricks, these aren't camera games. This is a man hiring a fucking helicopter to drive over a fucking limousine in the desert where guns are firing. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. I hate CGI so goddamn much. <laughs> and the fact that they did all this practical stuff. Even in two, you see Mel Gibson hanging off the grill of a car. And these are these are action films to cling to, to aspire to. They're so fucking good. And then two, which kind of bores me. And you're, te one. you're telling me that really is Mel Gibson. Yeah. Did, did On you the grill. I will I will take a picture of it for the Instagram. Okay. You'll see his face clinging to the car. It's gonna be great. All right, I can I can buy it. In the early days, you can get a guy to do that. You can yeah. get Amelia Clark Max, to be bro. topless in the first season of Game of Thrones. You can't anymore. <laughs> and never again. Once they command enough money, they don't anymore. Damn but. it. I wanted to play. I wanted to play Madonna in a biopic, like young Madonna. I think you're right. You know. Hmm. Fine. Whatever. Anyway, so we're going to do a quick <laughs> break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about what we saw lately, how we're living our lives, and then we'll wrap up the Shane Blacklist. Sounds good. Break. What if there's one guy, just one guy, down his life for you and I? I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but it's probably Welcome back. Wasn't that fun? So we're wrapping it up right now around Bao. Uh, so let's bring it to our guests. So what have you guys seen lately? Steve Boston, you. Oh, my God. This is going to be embarrassing because <laughs> I am in close proximity to an independent art house theater. That your friend runs. That my friend runs. That you can get pretty much free tickets to whenever. Yes. I had to win mine. <laughs> Well, they were okay. Gabe, point. Well, noted. well won. <laughs> I gave it to my mom. Ah, uh, yeah. So I, I've, I've heard a lot of things through osmosis that I should see. Apparently, the big sick. Yeah. Everyone's yes. yes. Okay. I don't see the big sick. I haven't <laughs> myself. The last thing I saw in the theaters was Wonder Woman, 
a perfectly serviceable B plus movie where sexist. <laughs> You're the kind of person I feared when giving my review. Wonder Woman proving <laughs> that women can do just as much as men when they and are be given just as mediocre superpowers. Yes, Lady, oh! <laughs> Lady Doctor Who. Yeah, that happened just 24 hours ago. I'm so. a little annoyed. I don't, I don't think Jodie Whittaker is very dynamic. I want the Julia Davis from Nighty Night. Yeah, well, I. So, a woman can now Sorry, be in a role that I have never watched and won't pay any attention to. Oh, they're just letting women be doctors now, huh? May I say, Julia Davis is the preeminent British fucking asshole in television. She's the funniest fucking worst human being on television. Wait, so, what, so she murdered Ricky Gervais? Might as well have been. Okay. Mm. Honestly, Ricky Gervais is just lame. Julia Davis. She's so fucking cool and the worst person. Was she one of the absolutely fabulous ladies? No. Um, there was a miniseries called Nighty Night, two series, where she's brilliant. Just pure gold. <laughs> Ross and I. Yeah. What I've watched recently? Yes, indeed. Uh, well, today you and I went and saw uh, what? War. 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 War <laughs> for Planet of the Apes. I always forget these stupid titles: Dawn, Conquest, Rise. Blah, blah, blah. But there was that super. So I saw. Pla- I saw the. Text. I saw the Planet of the Apes that came Rise, out Dawn, this year. Okay. Um, I found it to be boring. Uh, I was bored by it. Uh, the opening was a bunch of gunshots and uh, people hunting monkeys. And then the middle was monkeys walking through the snow trying to find uh, Woody Harrelson, who is crazy and, like, shaves his head with a straight razor in front of people while playing, like, really pro-American songs. Like, I have expected it to be, like, him shaving his head and just be like, And I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, <laughs> but it was, yeah, and then they beat the shit out of monkeys, and then um, I'm spoiling this whole thing. So whoever's listening, like if you mm. haven't seen it, fuck you, turn this off. What is going to happen, listeners? Uh, an av- well, the monkeys escape through an underground tunnel, and yeah. then um, an avalanche happens, and the monkeys walk away and become the monkeys from 2001: Space Odyssey. Yes. <laughs> no, no offense to Woody Harrelson, but uh, he's uh, he's he's Celebrity always seems to overshadow the part, and considering he's he plays a lot of the same parts, the fact that he's now going to be in the Star Wars at some point just, oh, yeah, doesn't give me great confidence about well, it. I feel like from the trailers, they oversold how big of a role he was going to have in this movie. And I was like, I kept waiting for him to show up and like make an actual presence. He's in the early part of the movie, and then it's like another hour and 15 minutes until you get to see him again. I just hate that they write, they literally write the words apocalypse now on the wall. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh is, he, is he really, really? kind of like, uh, oh my God, what's his name? Marlon Brando, he's Kurtz, oh my God. Well, you know how you know how uh, subtlety in film works. Like it, it's not subtle unless you're beating your audience over the head. Hey, with let's bat. hope this bodes well for the Batman. I don't know, man. I'm not confident. Me neither. It's, I'm gonna it's, walk into the way of the Wonder Woman, which is go ahead and press me. I'll see no movie titled that. The, the Batman. The Batman is the most pretentious bullshit no, ever. No, the cartoon, <laughs> the Batman is outstanding. I don't care. I don't L- care. Allow me to say, it's a very good. I will say, you are one of my Batman. one of uh, one person I like to watch superhero movies with because I watched Suicide Squad with you. Mm, that's right. Your biting criticism was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> when it was a uh, uh, 
Rolling Stones playing when the one character was introduced, and it was sympathy a, for the devil. Sympathy You're for the devil. Me. And Steve's like, "Oh, wait, I get it. She's evil. She's like the devil." And it was the most deadpan bullshit. It's like like that fucking score is. We just, ate bagel like, bites and watched Suicide Squad. I mean, like, 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 great night. Put put Robert Zemeckis on drugs and ask him to score something. He's gonna embarrass you. And that's a fucking score for Suicide Squad. Mm. I hated that movie, by the way. Yeah, we know. That's his right to do. Fucking damn. So, yeah, uh, other than that, I watched Mad Max before I came here with my wife because we both love that movie. But I also went on my rant about that last week. So, um, (laughs) yeah, other than that, um, been reading a lot. Reading Dark Tower. Hell yeah. Uh, Just trying to get ready for the movies. Uh, Not encouraged. Not encouraged. It's 95 minutes long. The The movie's 95 minutes? That's what I just read today. Really? Oh, that makes me sweat. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even uh, done with the book and you can't even pack CNC like that. CNC Music Factory makes you sweat. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right, yeah. My um, expectations were low. Sorry to be the guy to tell you that. I, uh, well, I'm, uh, as soon as I'm done with the first one, I'm going into reading it again so I can get ready for that because that's going to be my favorite movie of the year, good I think. Lord. Yeah, 1,100 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be bad news yeah. bears. Ryan Hill. Uh, I did just see The Big Sick. Yeah. Um, yes, and uh, Gabe has a, a got tweeted back by Kumail, which is awesome. Oh, I was so fucking I giddy. I saw that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and it, it was a very enjoyable movie. Um, I think uh, I, I, you know, uh, I'm as somebody who's done stand up and, and 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 enjoys comedy and everything like that. I always enjoy these kind of more real takes that uh, that that comedy, like you know, Berbiglia and now now Kumail have been willing to kind of uh, uh, you know put on these things and uh, you know the the story is uh, interesting and it doesn't feel you know doesn't feel rehashed some stuff feels a little convenient but that that's about it and as far as uh, you know, the the actual um, some of the 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 scene that actually got me um, uh, is is when uh, Ray hunt Ray Ray Hunter Ray Romano, uh, Ray Romano mm. and Holly Hunter have their little and I don't want to give anything away but they have a little I don't want to call it a reconciliation, but they have this very sweet scene, and I was like, that got me more than anything else, which uh, was, uh, which was, which was cool. Um, so yeah, big sick. Uh, I saw. Um, I'm about in a couple of days. I'm going to, going to see a, a pre-screening of uh, Logan Lucky, so I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by that, and we'll see what that happens. That looks so cool. Like Daniel Craig is a creep uh, in that that's, trailer. That's that's what I want to us How you feel about it? We'll read it I'm, there. Yeah, I'm not. Allowed to until a certain point, but I'll let oh, you. Know. At that point, uh, yes, I will. I will let you guys know uh, on that. But yeah, the Daniel Craig thing. I like when I saw that because my staff was just like, "You have to see this," because they know how much of a Bond fan I am. Yeah. So when they when I they showed me the Daniel Craig thing, I was like, "I I I am sorry. I, that was I gave a a face, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which Ryan, was not. How good. do you pronounce Riley? What's your face's name? Kia. Oh, I have no clue. Uh, Schwarza? Swarsha? You're like star of three redheads ago. <laughs> Se- Sorry, she head- pronounces it Sersha. Technically, it's no. Searsha. She pronounces it Sersha like inertia. Yes. Brooklyn was my favorite movie that year. Brooklyn was a great movie. Fucking great Absolutely movie. great movie. I cried. Um, Did you see Brooklyn? No. Wait, Cro- Crooklyn or Bro- oh, Brooklyn? No, no, no not the Spike Two different Brooklyn. movies. No. Brooklyn's actually very good. I did yeah. see it. I saw it on the recommendation I gave. Maybe see a show here once or twice. Uh, <laughs> Cold! I think I saw Argo. Oh, uh, yeah, you always bring that up. Argo, Argo fuck <laughs> yourself. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Uh, uh, as far as 
what else did I see new recently? Um, no, that, that, I feel like that. Yeah, that's it. That was it. Big sick. Well, you saw, you saw, saw. Oh, I did. We we watched Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Yes. Steve Boss. You were my second. You were my second viewing. No. For that. Are you an did you have a third? Eh, no. Not as such. We no. both went and saw it twice, and you, we, all three of us landed on pretty much the same. I points. went on for like twenty-two minutes about how much it hurt me. Yeah, I, I didn't take, I, I didn't take as much offense per se because I wasn't such an Edgar Wright guy. Uh, I, I like Shaun of the Dead a lot, but the movie just seemed like a, a good movie that had the potential to be great and didn't, be, uh, wasn't great. And yeah. the, the thing is, is like it's tough because I can see a lot of people feeling like then it was bad, but it's still a good fun movie. The issue is it's obvious that it had the potential to be something much bigger and I think that's somewhat upsetting to some people and I get why. But I still I asked feel like them it's to maybe a to dial Marvel. it back a it little bit. It hurt my teeth. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You you were he's such a huge like acolyte of Edgar Wright. Yeah. And like I am too to an extent but not as you, much as you, you are. You know you know what? This is a good thing. It means that he's not perfect and I can <laughs> I can overtake him. Mm. That's a good way to look at it, Gabe. God, that hurt my heart. You're not so in a relationship much. with Edgar Wright. It's it's fine. That means I can handily date Anna Kendrick and not worry about oh it. My Wait a minute, God. Edgar Wright dated Anna Kendrick. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I went to go see him do a talk about Scott Pilgrim, and they were dating at the time. Oh, he dated like Twilight era and Anna Kendrick. Yes, indeed. Like, oh, yeah, hell. 2009. I didn't say anything. I just was curious. No, what, I, what, what I, was strange that was, I was savoring faces. on your behalf. I know, <laughs> I know how you feel about Twilight era Anna Kendrick. Is it big old boy? She was in Twilight? Yeah, she yeah, plays the best friend of, uh, of Yeah, she's got a pointless, pointless role. and um, She mentioned in her autobiography no that she forced a monologue about zombies into the final part in a, in a kind of joke towards Edgar Wright. Hmm. She's so, got yeah. an autobiography already? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, scrappy fucking little charming nobody. as fuck. That was an audio book. Squirrel Girl. Very funny. It's I wonder, bitch, know, perfect. Uh, Milana, what's your face? Can <laughs> be Squirrel Girl? Wow. Nice. Very I'm, nice. I'm, Can I you edit that out? Because sometimes no. Steve's no. alt right redditor comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying in. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, anything that you want to bring up before we head out of here? Um, for me, um. For, in preparation of this episode, I watched the pilot episode of the Lethal Weapon TV show. Wow. Um, Which is Bill P Paxton, right? The late Bill Paxton? I'm, I'm almost positive you're right. I, if he appeared in it, I, well, he wasn't in the pilot. Well, then what series am I thinking of? I'm, 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 he might have I been in it right. later on. I just watched the pilot. So. But he, so he wasn't in there from the start? Nope. Okay, all right. Um, Two Clayton realities Hoffer. lying against each other. <laughs> Carry on. And Damon Wayans. Uh, it's... On paper, I'm sure it was great. And then McGee came in and did his uh, McGee thing all over it, uh, adding terrible rap rock over car chases mm. and really stupid, overly oh. not good, like, instrumental background music. Before I forget, so your final thought on that shit. So while we're talking about cops. Yes. I just read online, and I didn't know this was happening. Did you know they're making a TV series on sci-fi uh, based on Grant Morrison's Happy? Oh! And Stabler is playing okay. Nick Sachs. So, listeners, calling all the way back, if you listen to it, Ryan was just shouting about Stabler an episode ago, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Stabler Christopher is. Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney, legend, and star of America, like Wet Hot American Summer. Star. 
Yes, he's so goddamn he, funny. He's, he's a star, kind of, I mean, sir. stealer at the least. Have you, have oh, you ever seen a man pump a refrigerator and steal a whole movie? Callback, he's a star. Call back to something I believe it was uh, Hill said earlier. Uh, it's Bobby Monahan is doing the voice of uh, Happy. In oh, the show. that's awesome. Yeah. Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. Yeah, I don't know. He's also the I'm voice of one of the nephews in the New Zack so, reboot. You guys look confused. The premise of this comic is there's a like fucked up ex cop who turned into a hitman who um, essentially starts hallucinating like a tiny imaginary like blue like unicorn. Imagine Jimmy that Stewart's Harvey, but with gratuitous violence. Or like Tracy Jordan with Blue Man in the first it, season of 30 Rock. It's just it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just mashing up like dark detective noir with like cutesy cartoon character. To perfectly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but so I'm sorry about I, I had no, to interject because no. I forgot to tell you Perfectly about that. Simple. Um but uh You heard it here folks. Yeah. First. We love a TV show. <laughs> Perfectly enjoyable. Terrible. Terrible music. Terrible direction by McGee. But mm. the performances great if you are ever interested if you are a, a lethal weapon acolyte and you were wondering whether to look into it clean crawford is a very good Riggs, and damon wayans is a very good murtaugh mm. i'm not kidding at all they are very very likable but anytime there's action going on the music and the filmmaking the directing the action fucking obnoxious but honestly all i ever really want from lethal weapon is do you capture a, a suicidal action star correctly? And it does it right. So, hey. Well, can I, I just, can I ask? Yes, sir. Yes, Steve Boss. I don't know if the show is continuing, but the very nature of an episodic show where a character is suicidal, so you wonder, is it, you know, is it going to go on? They handle Are these it, two things at odds? They handle it beautifully, actually. Okay. At the end of the first episode, Damon Wayans asks Clayton Crawford, hey, are you going to kill yourself when you get home? And Clayton Crawford says, no. And Damon Williams asks him, do you still want to? And Clayton Crawford, after a very long, well-done, restrained pause, says, yeah, of course I do. That's not going to change. But, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, wow, what a nuanced moment for this fucking clusterfuck. Hmm. So, that's, hey. That's good, but... yeah." If the show is contracted to be a season long or more, hey, we know Riggs hasn't what the done answer yet in is. the movies. <laughs> we know he's really not gonna do it. Right. Well, Riggs might have a son somewhere. Hey. <laughs> exactly. Or a twin Wearing brother. Loose fitting twin cowboy brother. boots. But besides that, that thing is about the end of the episode. Let's do some plugging. Yeah, that's, Ryan, it. that's about it. Snyder. Uh you can catch us on the uh, the Twitters at SNV Podcast. Uh, I'm mainly the one doing that, and I, I'm... How do you spell it, Ryan? Sex I'll and violence. Oh, that whole thing. Uh, just, uh, dude, I'm, I've been drinking <laughs> bourbon. SNV podcast, at SNV. S is in Sid, S is yeah. Nancy, V is in violence, podcast. Perfect, you're, you're perfect. Okay. I need to eat something. I'm drinking iced tea. And Steve Bost. Where can people find you on the internet? Or where can they see you in the Tri-State area? Mm. Plug for us. Thank you. That's is your is your if I may ask, is your tick podcast still happening? It is. It's a, it's been on a hiatus for a while, but yeah, I think it's coming back. I think outstanding. Spoon, the only tick podcast on the How internet, many O's? as far as I know. Two O's. Spoon okay. like the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> the band. 
like the band. <laughs> like Brit Daniels band. No, I don't want Spoon, them to sue. like the, the, you know, the bedtime move. Right, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who is the married one the, in the four of us, yes? <laughs> it's true. The big or the I little. I the big spoon. Spoon, the tick podcast. No, we do, I do that. Uh, uh, I don't know about my, my internet Are you presence. Are on Twitter or I, on the Tumblr no, or anything? No, yeah, but no one listens. Don't don't laugh, Hill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no one listens to me on Twitter. Don't laugh. Nobody else does. More Do people I listen. Do you follow on Twitter? No, no. You know, no. We'll follow you right now. Steve Boss, where are you? Okay. I don't know. Kamel hey, Lentiani responded to me. That's pretty cool. Stephen yeah. Boss 14. <laughs> I think I'm the 14th Stephen Boss on Twitter. Oh, that makes sense. For whatever that's worth. I think once some NPR personality liked something that I did. I don't forget. But uh, if you're in the Lehigh Valley area... I host three trivias a week. Coopersburg on Mondays, Bethlehem Brewworks on Wednesdays. Got no results. And, okay, that's about <laughs> par for the course. Yeah. And Arts, Neither has Stephen. Art Quest <laughs> on Thursdays. Thank you. Outstanding. Ryan Hill. You can find me on Twitter at hi underscore uh, Ryan Hill. Uh, H-I underscore Ryan Hill. Ah. Cool, cool. Uh, and... Uh, um, I, uh, you can always write to me if you want to see stuff at the Frank Bank Oil House Cinemas at uh, R Hill at ArtsQuest.org. Um, to you know, uh, as as a head of the cinema programming here, but having an awesome staff that uh, that that pulls some cool stuff together too. Um, and uh, we, Steve and I, need to settle on our next bust a movie, but I think we'll be targeting uh, sometime in uh, early November on that. And <laughs> it's just so far away. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of things that need to happen, yeah. Um, and uh, as far as uh, plugs go, um, uh, when, what can I ask, when do you think this is going to be out? Next, uh, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. So, uh, so actually, at the Frank Bagel Alehouse, at the Frank Bankel Alehouse Cinemas. Uh, That's a first. <laughs> the uh, right after Music Fest, uh, we always come back with a Hitchcock tribute, Ooh. and uh, four days, uh, all Hitchcock, and it will be. Um, the four films this year are Rebecca, The 39 Steps, Psycho, and um, North by Northwest. Ryan Hill. Ryan Snyder said that Rear Window is just okay. What? Dude, I'm I will gonna... shit in your bed. <laughs> Dude, that's why I lock my doors. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just, just, for, sorry Ryan. just for reference, I live above Ryan Snyder. Um, but uh, this I will say, though. Psycho on the big screen. Did you get the chance to see Psycho on the big screen when we've done it? Uh, I think I we've done it. Only the remake. What? <laughs> what? Ooh. Oh, you dizzy bitch. Um, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it, all right? <laughs> Psycho on the big screen in the restoration is just absolutely incredible. So there's that. Uh, speaking of Mad Max, we've got uh, the Mad Max Fury Road Black and Chrome Edition coming up. Oh, right on. Yeah. Oh, I want to do that. I think it's August 24th is the, uh, the date on that. Okay. And uh, some awesome stuff coming up uh, through, through the rest of the year, including uh, um, speaking of George Romero, who just recently passed away, which we think we're going to be pulling together a tribute for the next Saturday or, or, or sometime after this airs, but also Dawn of the Dead and um, uh, Night of the uh, Living Dead, excuse me, screen in October. Anyway, uh, ArtsQuest, or excuse me, steelsacks.org slash film and steelsacks.org slash comedy for all the stuff we've got going on that I am particularly responsible for. Hey. Righteous. Well, I think that just about does it for this week. And fuck you, Gabriel. Unless what about you want my to plugs. Fuck your plugs. Dick? Fine, sorry. <laughs> what do you want to plug? 
All right, you? everyone, please listen to Slow Readers, the other Top Gallant Radio podcast. This is Top Gallant Radio on production, by the way. Fuck you, Danny. So please listen to Slow Readers. That's where Daniel Reichel and I listen. Um, we read a book every week, or we try to anyway. We talk about um, literature. Um, Steve Boss or Ryan Hill, if you ever want a guest on our show, I don't know if you guys are big bibliophiles, but um, Daniel Reichel and I, we like sprint through a book and we discuss vaguely the book every week so that's a thing besides that please follow me on instagram at tumbledry5ys at twitter of gmara number four serious both of those things will take you to my uh tumblr at you know just nonsense like pictures nonfiction whatever cocktail so, recipes cocktail recipes so please take your time also um visit ryan snyder and i at the bookstore speakeasy at 336 adam street in bethlehem pennsylvania if you review our podcast this one or if you review slow readers all on the top gallant radio network please review it we will buy you a drink at our bar come visit come say hi come say hi come hey say come hey say come have a drink with us i had too yeah. much bourbon yeah that's all right you'll be fine i'll be fine yeah yeah, yeah. i'm an adult so, uh, Blacklist, over. That's the end of the Blacklist. Ryan, yeah. do you feel good about it? I'm in a good place. Me too. I'm in a good place. What's his next project? What's the he... Predator. The Predator, yeah. The Predator. Um, we'll do a special episode when that happens. Yeah. I really think you guys should close this podcast on Boss whispering The Predator into the microphone. Oh, please do. For Sex and Violence, I've been Ryan Snyder. I'm Gabriel Mara. I'm Ryan Hill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>